You're listening to Comedy Central. June 10th, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. from Orange is the New Black, and now she's appearing in Shakespeare in the Park here in New York City. Danielle Brooks is on the show, everybody! Also, also on tonight's show, all 400 Democrats go to Iowa. The Lion King happens in real life, and Donald Trump gets Mexico to deport themselves. So let's catch up on today's headlines. Let's begin in Hong Kong the former British colony and world's third most popular Kong. (laughs) Ever since the city was returned to Chinese rule 20 years ago, residents have been worried that they would lose their democratic rights. And now their fears seem to be coming true. Growing fear and outrage against China, sparking the biggest protest Hong Kong has seen in years. Protest leaders are calling for further demonstrations after hundreds of thousands of people jammed the streets over a controversial bill that would allow criminal suspects in Hong Kong to be sent to mainland China. Organizers put that number at more than a million. That is nearly one-seventh of Hong Kong's population. Yes, yesterday, one million people protested in the streets of Hong Kong which is really impressive. I mean, look at how many people that is. That looks like all the people who didn't show up to Trump's inauguration. (laughs) That's insane. And the reason a million people came out is to try and send China a message. Unfortunately, the only country not impressed by a million people is China. (laughs) Yeah, because they're like, oh, how cute. You had a million people at your march? My son had a million people at his birthday and he's not even popular. Now, I get why people in Hong Kong don't want the law to allow extradition to mainland China, because going to jail in China is no joke, right? Of course, you'd rather be tried and sent to jail in Hong Kong. You know what it almost reminds me of? Is like, remember when your mom would be like, just wait until your father gets home. You'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. You punish me. We handle this here. We handle this here. You're not gonna extradite this ass to dad. No! In other news, President Obama. He's the ex that America can't stop thinking about, but clearly, he's totally moved on. The Obamas struck a deal with Spotify to produce podcasts exclusively for the streaming platform. Under this multi-year deal, Barack and Michelle Obama are set to develop, produce, and lend their voices to podcasts on a wide range of topics. The deal is a major win for Spotify, which is looking to make a bigger splash in the podcasting space. The announcement comes on the heels of similar agreements that the Obamas did sign with Netflix as well. That's right. Barack Obama is making his own podcasts. And it must be really strange for Obama's Facebook friends to watch his career go in reverse. Because nine years ago, it was, hey, guys, check out my inauguration. Now it's, hey, everyone, please subscribe to my podcast. (laughs) And if you do subscribe to his podcast, you better have a lot of free time because that man does not talk fast. Yeah. (laughs) His podcast is gonna be like, uh... Hello? And we're out of time. (laughs) And now everyone assumes that the podcast will be about politics, but they said a wide range of topics. 
What if he's just talking about like pop culture? That would be weird, right? If he's like, uh, so uh, Robert Pattinson is gonna be the new Batman. I, uh, I'm gonna give it a chance. Uh, you guys see that video of Dobby on the security camera? Uh, creep me out. What the hell was that? That shit was creepy. And finally, some news coming out of my home country, South Africa. Officials in South Africa are warning residents to be on alert after 14 lions escaped from one of Africa's largest game reserves. It happened at the pride-fled Kruger National Park on Thursday. Rangers plan to release the lions back into the park after they've been captured. You know, stories like this really piss me off. <laughs> because as a South African, I get asked dumb questions about where I'm from. People are like, do you guys have like lions running around? Now I have to be like, yes. <laughs> yes, we do. You are very well informed, we do. <laughs> I'm so mad at these lions. This is the kind of shit that we're trying to play down in Africa and they're ruining it for everybody. It would be like if you were from Florida and then you got carjacked by an alligator. You would be like, come on, man. We're better than this. The stereotypes. Like, I don't even understand why these South African officials admitted that this happened. I don't care if it's true. They should have just lied. Just lie. Like, they should have said, no, the lions didn't escape. They're just out celebrating Pride Month. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It worked. It worked. Yeah, they're a pride. It's pride. They're out. That's the thing. <laughs> or, or they could have said they let the lions out to promote the new Lion King movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then even if the lion kills someone, the whole country could have just kept the lion going. You know, some tourists would be screaming, this lion is eating me! And we'd be like, no, it's the circle of life. All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. Joe Biden, former vice president and Barack Obama's token white friend. Since entering the Democratic race, he has been cruising in first place in the polls. But lately, things haven't been going smoothly. We have breaking news this hour on Joe Biden's new reversal on abortion funding. The pivot came amid an intense wave of pressure from his 2020 rivals, abortion rights activists, and some within his own campaign. For decades, Biden, a devout Catholic, backed the amendment. I think the vice president has been very consistent over his career in the Senate since 76 when the Hyde Amendment uh, became law that he is a deeply religious man. But 24 hours later, that reversal came. Now, Biden campaign officials insist that he did not make this decision based on political backlash, that he heard the argument and decided to change course based on the merits of that argument. Man, this does not look good for Joe Biden. For decades, he supported a law that banned federal funding for abortions, which especially hurts poor women and women of color. Then last month, he says he doesn't support that law anymore. Then he flips and says he does still support it. And now because of pressure, he says that he doesn't support that law. Yeah, I haven't seen that many flips since SeaWorld gave their dolphins cocaine. <laughs> and now what's also come up is that Biden originally said that he supported this anti-abortion law because of his religious views. So now people are saying that he's flip-flopped on religion as well. Yeah, but in his defense, I mean, religion is all about flip-flopping, right? Yeah, God flip-flops all the time. First he said, kill your firstborn son. Then he was like, thou shalt not kill. Then he was like, you know what? I'll kill my firstborn. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so while Joe Biden is trying to figure out his position on abortion, the rest of the Democrats are figuring out how to take his spot at the top of the field, which is why this weekend, 19 Democrats descended on Iowa to make the case for why they would be a better pick than the former VP. So let's catch up on how it all went down in another installment of World War D. 
It's not just the place you move to after you faked your death. <laughs> it's also the first state to vote in the Democratic primaries. So this weekend, practically every Democrat was there fishing for votes. On the ground in Iowa this weekend, an all-out blitz. Thank you. 19 of the Democratic candidates swarming the Hawkeye State. In Battleground, Iowa, 19 Democrats lining up each getting five minutes to make their pitch. It's been a pleasure speed dating with you tonight. If you want a second date, go to timryanforamerica.com. <laughs> oh man, I wish actual first dates ended with someone saying that. <laughs> if you want to learn more about me, please visit my website. You can read my 10-point plan on making you orgasm as well as my one-point plan on making me orgasm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. But that's right, this Sunday was jam-packed. The entire event, 19 candidates, and they all had five minutes each to speak, which is kind of crazy. Five minutes is not enough time to make your case, all right? It's barely enough time to make a lean cuisine. Uh, <laughs> unless you do what I do and just eat it frozen, yeah. No, there's nothing more refreshing than an ice-cold shrimp Alfredo on a hot day. It's, it's you guys should try it. Don't try it. So, with only five minutes to make an impression on the world's most powerful white voters, all the Democrats took to the stage to deliver their best punchlines. The opposite of Donald Trump is an Asian man who likes math. Thank you very much, Iowa. I am your senator next door, and I can see Iowa from my porch. <laughs> Look at that show that this president's created, whatever you want to call it, reality show, horror show, game show, help me change the channel. He claims to be the best president we've seen in a generation. Well, I say let's call Barack Obama because that's identity fraud. I will always be real with you. I will be bold without the bold. <laughs> wow. That was a lot of silence. He like said it and it was just like, everyone was like, are you, are you gonna, are you? Like from now on, librarians aren't gonna shush people. They're just gonna play that clip of Eric Swalwell. And by the way, Andrew Yang, good line, but the opposite of Donald Trump isn't an Asian man who likes math. It's a Mexican lady who likes her children. Come on now. That's the opposite. Now, if you're a candidate who only has a few minutes to connect with the crowd, you've gotta make every moment count, which means picking walk-on music that tells us a bit about who you are. And please note, this is actual, real audio, right? This is real audio from when each candidate walked up on stage. Please welcome Senator Kamala Harris. Senator Bernie Sanders. Elizabeth Warren. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Congressman Tim Ryan. Thank you. What? Old Town Road? That's your walk-on song? Are you running for president or trying to go viral on TikTok? What are you doing? 
And don't get me wrong, I love that song, but Old Town Road doesn't make you sound like a professional anything. Like if I walked in on my accountant and he was playing that song while doing my taxes, I'd be like, uh, you know what, I'll just take my chances with the IRS. <laughs> now, as you can imagine, giving a politician only five minutes for a speech is never enough, right? It's like telling a vegan that they can only post 10 times a day online about how they're vegan. <laughs> And because the organizers knew all the politicians would go over their time, they took a page from the Oscars and used music to cut them off. Healthcare for all New Yorkers. Anyone who doesn't have insurance is guaranteed healthcare. Our planet and our country, there is no obstacle we cannot overcome. And where we finally put an end to sexism and racism, homophobia and religious bigotry. Thank you all very much. Yo, Bernie Sanders is a legend. Cause you realize he's louder than any music you can play over him, right? <laughs> yeah. When it comes to Bernie, he's the one playing the music off. Like the music starts constantly like, ba-da. I'm sorry, you were talking. Sorry, Bernie, carry on, carry on, Bernie, carry on. Yeah, Bernie's like, he's just loud. You know, I feel like Bernie's so loud. I bet when he calls the police to complain that his neighbors are playing loud music, his neighbors call the police to complain about how their neighbor speaks too loudly when he calls the police. <laughs> And Bernie, Bernie doesn't even use the phone. He just shouts 911. He's like, 911 operator! And wherever the operator is, they wake up. <gasps> Bernie needs me! <laughs> Bernie needs me! And that music was also too inspirational. If you want to cut Democrats off, if you want to get them off stage, you can't play music that makes them sound like they're giving a rousing speech to a football team. You gotta play music that nobody wants to be associated with. Like R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> then they'll walk off the stage. Or even better, that cover album that Bill Cosby did of R. Kelly songs. That's what you should be playing. <laughs> I believe I can do, do, do. <laughs> so, after a weekend of campaigning in Iowa, all we've really learned about the Democratic candidates is how bad they are at telling jokes and what their favorite songs are on Spotify. That's it. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's what you're gonna get when you have two dozen people running for president. Every event is gonna be about sound bites and catchy lines and when that happens, nobody wins. The candidates don't win, and the voters definitely don't win, because you're not informed. In fact, the only good thing about this event was that for a weekend, it doubled the number of black people in Iowa. That's it. <laughs> so look, look. If these, if these Democratic candidates want to be making an impact with what they're saying, here's what they need to do. You gotta focus on connect, connecting. You gotta connect with the people and fight. We'll, we'll be right back. Welcome back to The Daily Show. Trump versus Mexico. Last week, the battle over immigration escalated when Trump threatened to impose tariffs on Mexico and even cancel Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> it's crazy that the Constitution gives them that power. But luckily over the weekend, this happened. No Monday morning tariffs on Mexico after President Trump clinched an 11th hour immigration deal for tougher enforcement, tweeting, there is now going to be great cooperation between Mexico and the US. President Trump announcing that the US and Mexico reached an agreement averting a potential economic crisis. Yes! Crisis averted. Thank you, Trump. You realize this could have tanked the stock market, it could have seriously hurt the US economy, but Trump stopped it from happening. And yes, he was the one who caused the crisis to begin with, but that's not the point. That's 
not the point. Don't hate. That's right. Give it up for Trump. Give it up for Trump. Yeah. That's what I love about this guy. Anyone can be a good guy. Anyone can be a bad guy. Not everyone can be both. Huh? Yeah. He's Bruce Willis and the guys that have taken the building hostage. That's who he is. He's the kind of guy who starts the timer on the bomb, then turns around like, Jesus, this sicko only gave us three minutes. We gotta get out of here. People are like, why did you set the bomb in the first place? It's called tension, folks. <laughs> now, as part of the New Deal, Trump says that Mexico is gonna increase troops at the border, crack down on human smuggling, and throw him that quinceanera that he's been asking for. <laughs> yes. Ay, muy guapo! Donald, muy guapo! The point is, the point is, Trump made a deal. The only thing is, it may not actually be a new deal. Despite President Trump touting the agreement as a, quote, new deal, just how new the terms are, well, that's up for debate. The New York Times reports that Mexico had previously agreed to deploy its National Guard during high-level secret talks back in March. Man, you know what? This is just straight up hating from the New York Times, huh? Focusing on when the deal was actually made. Who cares if Trump's new deal is actually an old deal? The point is it happened. Well, when did it happen? New York Times reminds me of my landlord, always focusing on when I pay the rent. <laughs> Trevor, when are you gonna pay the rent? I paid you last month. <laughs> what, is this gonna happen every month? I feel like this is blackmail. <laughs> and you know what? Who cares if Trump is taking an old deal and pretending it's new? It's what Hollywood has been doing for years, huh? Aladdin, Pet Cemetery, Dumbo. It always works. Okay, well, not always works, because one time I pitched my live-action Tetris movie starring The Rock as the L thingy, and then <laughs> Steven Spielberg told me to, quote, get out of his bedroom. <laughs> Whatever that means. Now, the question is, why would Trump cancel his tariffs if Mexico didn't really give him anything new? Well, maybe it's because things at home were getting muy caliente. The White House faced some pretty stiff resistance from Republicans, as well as business leaders on all of this. You had Politico reporting about a closed-door lunch on Tuesday. You had a couple of Trump administration officials who tried to lay out the president's view, but they reportedly only faced brutal pushback from the GOP, with some threatening that Trump could actually face a veto-proof majority to overturn the tariffs. Wow, this is deep. So Trump was threatening Mexico, and Mexico was in turn threatening U.S. businesses, and then U.S. businesses were threatening the GOP, and then the GOP was threatening Trump. God damn. <laughs> he was always gonna lose this. You never get into a Mexican standoff with actual Mexicans. <laughs> it's too risky. It's like French kissing an actual French person. They will bust the tongue right through the back of your head. You can't risk that shit. <laughs> but before you guys hate on Trump and say that he didn't get anything major out of this deal, you forgetting one thing but it's a secret. President Trump now saying a secret part of the deal still hasn't been announced, tweeting the U.S. has a fully signed and documented part of the deal with Mexico that will be revealed in the not too distant future. Ooh, <laughs> a secret deal. <laughs> this is so exciting. <laughs> like, I wonder what it is, huh? <gasps> what if America is making Mexico the 51st state, huh? That could be the new deal. Be like, folks, they can't sneak into the country if they're already in the country. <laughs> Problem solved! I did it. I did it. Yeah. I also love how Trump provided zero details about this deal. Yeah. This is why Trump is a G, man. He knows that the best way to entice someone is to keep it vague. 
He probably learned that from R&B singers. Yeah, because they don't tell you exactly what they do. They just give it to you like, girl, you know that thing you want? Well, I'm gonna give it to you. It's like, what is that? Well, I ain't gonna tell you, girl, but you're gonna find out, and when you do, ooh. Well, when are you gonna give it to me? Damn, girl, who cares? What are you, my landlord? Calm down. We'll be right back. is a Tony Award-nominated actor. You know her from Orange is the New Black, and she's currently starring in the public theater's free Shakespeare in the Park production of Much Ado About Nothing. Please welcome Danielle Brooks! You so should much come here love. Every day. How you doing? I'm great. You so have a good great to have audience. you. This is the best audience. Are you kidding me? <gasps> they are the best audience. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. I'm back. And congratulations on everything that is happening. We're going what? Final season of Orange is the New Black. I know. You've got a music video that came out, which was amazing, yes, thank by the you. way. Phenomenal. I directed it. That was really, really. It. You, thank you. You did direct it and yes, wrote it, the it's, music it's, song. it's phenomenal. Such a beautiful song. Thank and you. on top of that. You're doing Shakespeare in the Park. Let's talk yes. about Orange is the New Black okay. first. Final season. Final season. Is Are it, you watching? Is it bittersweet? Are you watching? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna binge. That's okay, what I do. Okay, good. Okay, I'm, good. I, okay. I, I have to see the end of Tasty's yeah, Journey. Good. Yes, yes. But but it, it, it must be bittersweet because it's, it's been a huge part of your life and now this is it. It is. I mean, it's been seven, eight years for right. me. I was 22 when I started. I'm about to be 30 now. And it's changed my life, you know, completely changed my life as an actor, as an activist, as a human being. Right. Um, so I have, I just owe Jinji Cohan, the writer, so much. I'm so grateful that the world has fallen in love with Tasty and has fallen in love with me and allowed me to be myself. That's beautiful. Truly been myself through this character. So I'm going to miss her, but it's time <laughs> to go. <laughs> I think we're going to miss her, but we're going to love traveling with you on your upcoming journeys. Because yeah. as we've seen, you, 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 you have multi, uh, you're multi-talented, you Thank know? You. Music, acting, directing, doing everything is in your future. Thank Shakespeare you. in the Park, though, I is know. something I wouldn't have expected. Really? Because you had movie offers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then you were like, no, I'm gonna go do a free production in the park. Oh, no. Why? For nothing, Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why? Um, because I didn't know if this opportunity would ever come again in my career. Right. To play Beatrice, to play the lead. Um, and the movie was a great movie, but I wasn't the lead. It was a rom-com, but now I get to be in another rom-com. Right. Speaking Shakespeare, showing people that I'm trained, I've done this. I know what I'm doing with this language. Yes. And to also give opportunity to women that look like me, to young girls that look like me, to say, yes, you can be dark skinned and thick, honey, size 16, and you can do this. You can be a Beatrice. And so that's why I took it, for no money. <laughs> People are loving your performance. <laughs> Um, people are raving about the production. It's it's in the park. It's a different yes. world because I mean, like, it's there's some days where it rains. Oh my god! What do you do when it rains? We perform in the rain, and yeah, there's you're no not covered. Covering. Nope, no covering for us. No covering from the audience. It's an 1800 seat house, 
at least a thousand people are still there to watch this show. That is amazing. It's crazy. And it's been, it actually fuels us because like people are like so hyped and like, ah, right. come to see us do this thing. I'm like, y'all don't want to go home. But, um, <laughs> but they are so ready to hear this story. Right. And so you have to deliver everything you got. And there's books, there's raccoons. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, it's a world of wonder out there. <laughs> um, but it's been fun. I wouldn't have taken it back for the world. Wouldn't take it Shakespeare's back. one of the hardest plays to perform, though. I mean, like you said, it's the language. Yes. It's, it's everybody knowing it so well. Yes. Was, was a little bit of that daunting at all? No. It's just getting the opportunity, because you know you have it within you, right? Right. So to finally get to tell this story, to make this link, it's set in 2020. Yes. In, in a small town out of Atlanta, Georgia, around Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm from South Carolina. I just get to be me, unapologetically be who I am. If I'm saying, oh Lord, he will hang upon him like a disease, I'm gonna put it how I would, Lord, he would hang upon him like a disease. That's amazing. So we're making it very, right. you know, relatable. It's Shakespeare, it's relatable, it's now, it's yes. you. It's black. <laughs> it's black. Where do you? Where do you go from here? I know you're going to the show. You're actually going to perform tonight. Where yes. else do you go from here? I, like, what are, what are your dreams and where do you just want to see yourself headed? I want to do those things that surprise people like yourself when you're like, I didn't know you was going to do Shakespeare next. I want that to be every inch of my career where people are like, wow, I didn't know she could do that. And I just pray that I can be one of the best actors known to this generation. I think that's going to happen. Everybody on stage is amazing. The Public Theater's free Shakespeare in the Park production of Much Ado About Nothing runs through June 23rd. And Orange is the New Black returns for its final season on Netflix July 26th. Danielle Brooks, everybody! The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.